In this edition of Locked On Capitals, Roman Stubbs of the Washington Post comes on the show and we do a season wrap on a disappointing season for the Capitals and what lies ahead next on Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form. So head on over to YouTube and check it out. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Cap. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the coaching changes around the Caps and what that means going forward. We talk about the fact that Wilson is going to be a UFA after next season. How crazy is that? We'll talk about the future plans of Kuznetsov and Backstrom. In this episode, we are happy to have Roman Stubbs of the Washington Post. Roman, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, Dan. So just taking a look at the coaching thing, how surprised were you when you found out the Capitals and uh, Peter Laviolette parted ways? Oh, not surprised at all. I mean, I think, you know, I think it could have went either way there for a while down the stretch, even, Um, you know, Brian McQuellen acknowledged that they were open to discussing a possible extension with Peter after the season. Um, But I just think that both parties had gotten to the point where, um, you know, the, the, the the capitals needed, um, you know, needed to move on. And I think Peter also had realized that maybe it just wasn't going to work here. You know, he had, he had, you know, there's a a lot of issues that he encountered over his three years. You know, a lot's been made about the injuries and never having a full lineup and all of that. But, um, you know, this is a franchise that's in a really unique position right now um, in terms of um, their age. Um, you have a player who is chasing um, a really um, historic record, and then you're trying to get younger. Um, and so you have this confluence of issues that a coach has to deal with. And I think, um, I think both parties that, you know, after a really exhausting and difficult year, just felt like it was time to, to, to maybe cut their losses. Um, so not surprised on that end, you know, it was hard to tell down the stretch, um, just where the team's mood was, was at. I mean, some nights they, they played really inspired hockey, even when they were eliminated. Um, other nights, they looked completely disinterested. So, um, I think a coaching change at this juncture will will hopefully for this team um, provide some energy that um, just wasn't going to maybe happen if Laviolette had come back. It was a tough thing for me because you know Peter Laviolette is the winningest born U.S. coach and is eighth all time in wins. So you know I'm thinking to myself, these guys don't exactly grow on trees, you know, and it's not like it's always plug and play. But I think 
You know, changes need to be made. And the last time the Capitals missed the playoffs was in 2014 when Adam Oltz was behind the bench. And subsequently, that was his last season with the Caps as well. So an interesting thing, you know, I guess what's hard about it for me is the fact that uh, there was COVID and the myriad of injuries that he faced. And he knew his contract was set to expire on June 30th. So I think that he saw the writing on the walls. He And I don't think that even if they wanted him back, I don't think he wanted to sign up for round two of this just based on the fact that this team is getting old uh, and all that kind of thing. So it uh, it was a tough thing going forward. But there are some intriguing names out there for sure. Uh, Todd Nelson, Jeff Halpern, and Spencer Carberry um, are kind of the front runners that I'm hearing. Do you have any favorites on who you think would be the next head coach of the Caps? Well, I think it's those three guys. Um, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see, um, you know, how this Toronto uh, Tampa Bay series, you know, winds up. You have Carberry and Halpert, obviously, in, in, in the playoffs right now. And, and um, it's going to be, you know, I think it's interesting, obviously, with these guys, you know, having roots with the franchise, having experience here. Obviously, you know, Halpern's from Maryland, um, former captain of the, the organization. Um, you know, he's he's had so much success on John Cooper's staff and seems like he's in line for a job somewhere. And it just it seems like it lines up here um, in Washington, you know, with with Carberry, you know, uh, a guy who knows the players who are in Washington's pipeline right now. He knows what's on the farm and and that's what they need. They need somebody who can identify um, the youth in this organization and what's going to maybe work for them in building for the future. Um, you know, I think both of these guys understand that, but uh, you know, Carberry seems to, to understand that. And, and then Nelson obviously is in Hershey right now. And so, um, you know, he, he's, he's got a, a grip on, you know, how Protus plays and Alexiev and who's, who's, who's down there right now with, with McMichael and Frank and all of these guys who could figure into the future. And so I think there's a lot of intangibles like that, that are, are going to be intriguing. I think, I think it's definitely possible that we see maybe a name that, um, that isn't popping up right now. Um, and, and it, you know, I, I don't think you can, you know, you can count that out either. So, um, you know, I think they've got I think they've got an idea of, of who they would like and and or at least who they'd like to interview. And, um, you know, uh, it was interesting to hear McClellan say last week that, look, you know, three years ago, we were looking for a veteran coach. We, we knew exactly the mold, the type of coach that we needed in here um, after Todd Reardon. And now they're kind of going back to more of an open minded approach on. Um, hey, we, you know, we can be really flexible here. Again, it's, it's, it's got to be a coach who's willing to come in and inherit a really unique situation. Um, and so you almost have to find a coach who's flexible, who can relate with a veteran locker room, but also uh, be able to, to reach out to younger players and develop younger players and bridge that gap. So it's definitely a unique situation. It's going to take a unique coach. And, um, you know, I'm really intrigued to see what happens. Yeah, it was one of the things he said that I'm looking for someone to to work with the older players and the young players. He goes, I'm going to do my darndest to find it. I don't know if this guy exists, but uh, uh, they hope that they <laughs> yeah. can 
Yeah. Um, an interesting thing there, too, is that, you know, Connor McMichael and Hendricks here, Vinny Iorio, uh, you know, uh, all these guys down in Hershey that just seem on the cusp. Um, there's always been some reluctance uh, with Peter Laviolette and Barry Trotz, a couple coaches before that, to get younger. For me, I think that that is going to be, you know, the secret sauce for this next coach is if that he can finally find a way to get some of these younger players integrated. Because if you take a look at the lineup right now, Martin Faravari has been the first player in quite some time to get have a job night in and night out since uh, you want to go back to almost like Wilson or Holpe. I know that, you know, Protus and those guys are, are kind of in and out of the lineup. But just to kind of speak to how rare it is for, you know, these younger guys to actually work their way up and get have regular jobs on the Capitals in on a night in, night out basis. I think that that almost kind of is the front burner thing over everything else is to finally get these players that we hear about in Hershey up on this big team. Because, you know, if there's ever a time to kind of, I hate to say rebuild because they said it's more of a retool, which kind of just seems semantics to me. Um, but uh, do you think that that would be the biggest thing is having a head coach that uh, can, you know, work the younger players in? Yeah, well, I think it's going to have to be. I mean, I think this year we saw the shortcomings of um, this team's, you know, issues. I think, you know, I think obviously a lot was made about the speed um, and the age, the aging of the roster. Um, you know, what we're finding is that a lot of these guys are on different schedules. And so it's, 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 you know, it's, it's something that maybe you could correlate the injury issues back to their age and whatnot, but I think to find the depth um, and to find that spark and to find, um, you know, to, to, to find a, 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 an energy that maybe they didn't have this year, they're going to have to be able to replenish the lineup with, with their prospects. Um, who that is, is going to be fun to watch. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of talent in Hershey. Um, you know, they've got a ton of draft picks, um, draft capital that, that will come into play for the future as well down the line, four or five, six years down the line. So the future for the franchise is really intriguing, but I think the, the immediate question is, is how do they fit in some of these guys from Hershey and how does the new coach um, do that? I think, I think maybe the, the criticism of Peter Laviolette being hesitant on younger players was maybe a little overblown. I mean, I think he picked his spots with certain guys. I mean, I think, you know, like Alexiev and, and Faravari. I mean, I think those are guys he ended up really leaning on down the stretch and in, in this year. But, um, you know, I think it's going to probably take a coach um, who is maybe a little less loyal to this veteran core, or at least, a, you know, the, 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 the philosophy of, of sticking with veterans over younger players and maybe just finding the right balance. I mean, that that's the question for every coach, right? Is, is, how do you, how do you balance those two concepts? And so, um, you know, it's, it's definitely an ex, probably an exciting time for the prospects um, to see new blood coming in and to see maybe how this is going to look in training camp with a new coaching staff. Um, even TJ Oshie said the other day is, you know, uh, it's, it's an exciting thing for a player to come into training camp with a new coach because they have to prove themselves all over again. And it's a chance to show themselves, as somebody who can, who can really contribute. I mean, it's, it's a daunting challenge, but it's also an exciting opportunity for everybody. And so, 
even guys like uh, Kuznetsov and Anthony Mantha and some of these guys who maybe had down years, it's an opportunity. And, and so we'll see how that kind of correlates with, with the guys from Hershey who are going to get a, a look here in September. And it wasn't just the changes there. Then shortly thereafter, Forsyth and McCarthy uh, were also uh, shown the door. They didn't get new contracts as, uh, either. So Blaine Forsyth is a guy that kind of gets uh, a lot of, you know, the ire thrown at him about how he's predictable and all that kind of thing with the power play. Uh, he spent 17 years in Washington working his way up from the video coach. Uh, but an interesting statistic that I read here, to be exact, uh, Alex Ovechkin scored 188 of his NHL record 299 power play goals in the 11 seasons Forsyth was in charge. Um, so despite the fact that maybe he lost his effectiveness and, you know, I read the piece that uh, Tarek put out there that he was saying that, you know, sometimes the plays weren't always executed exactly the way that they wanted to do them. Uh, what would talk to me about your thoughts on Blaine Forsyth? You know, he's kind of one of these guys you hear a lot about in Twitter that if there's one guy that's got to go, it's got to be Blaine Forsyth. Was he as bad as everyone thought he was? Well, I mean, I don't think that would be for me to say. I mean, I, you know, I think it's really fascinating to jump on a beat and to see how fan bases kind of latch on to certain things. I mean, it's, it's probably like, you know, running a power play for, I don't know, for an NHL team or at least a big NHL team is, is probably like being a offensive coordinator in the sec or something, you know, everybody's always calling for your job. Um, but you know, like you said, I mean, you know, to, to, to be the architect of, um, or at least to, to, to be kind of behind Ovechkin's, the design of, of, of Ovechkin's, you know, kind of his power play body of work in terms of goals is, is, um, something to be noted. And I mean, I think he, you know, for a lot of years was um, leading one of the top power plays in the league. Um, I think people forget um, his work during the Stanley cup run, which, you know, this, this team reached the pinnacle of the sport. And so, you know, I think it's just probably more of a, it probably more underscores how professional sports works and, and how fan bases work and how they turn on, coaching staffs and how, you know, the, the pressure for success is, is always there. And so I think, you know, he would admit that. I think everybody would admit that, that, you know, it's a results driven business. Um, I got the sense that he was just a really, really respected person in that building and, and somebody who was just, who had the institutional knowledge and the, just the, the history that dates back, I mean, 17 years is 17 years. And, and so, um, you know, I think that's, that's an amazing run and it's something to tip your cap to. And, um, I, you know, I'm going to be fascinated and definitely encouraged, or at least, um, you're going to want to see where he ends up and, and, and wish him the best. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that I think, even if you look at, uh, some of these coaches, um, you know, Carberry, you know, obviously is a guy who has been the architect of a power play up in Toronto and they've had one, a very effective power play. And so, you know, that could come into, you know, that could come into um, kind of the decision-making too, is how, you know, some of these coaching changes that they've had 
under Laviolette with McCarthy and whatnot, you know, how that's going to be filled with the new coach coming in. And so that'll definitely be something of interest as well. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of changes happening and we'll see what happens from here. All right. So after the break here, we're going to talk about Tom Wilson and how he is going to be a UFA after the end of next season. What does that mean for the Capitals? We'll talk about that straight ahead. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits the first time. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know if the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop at eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time time after all it's easy to bring home a win when you have the right parts are guaranteed get the right parts the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com let's ride eligible items only exclusions apply all right welcome back into this edition of locked on capitals part of the locked on podcast network your team every day make sure and subscribe as i have some other big guests on the show i'll have matt wyrick john john walton and mike vogel so make sure and subscribe today in this episode we have roman Stubbs of the washington post and we're really happy to have him here let's talk for a moment here about tom wilson uh, earlier in this uh, off season here, I talked about my three untouchables. It was Alex Ovechkin, Tom Wilson, and John Carlson, and that was it. Let, let's face it. I think this team needs to get really shook up. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. I don't want Nick Backstrom and TJ Oshie to go out of here for nothing, but uh, Tom Wilson is one of the guys, you know, other than Alex Ovechkin, I guess I would say, that would be devastating if Tom Wilson left this team, uh, Brian McClellan said that he would like to see him retire here. And then when Tom Wilson uh, was questioned about it or in his post game or a uh, breakdown day, he said that, uh, you know, I'm not going to play hardball. You know, I'm not going to want to play anywhere else, but then he kind of had a wry smile and he said, but crazier things have happened. What was your read on that? Um, Tom Wilson coming back to the Capitals, that seems to be of the utmost importance for me. They could take care of it this offseason. What are your thoughts? Well, I think, you know, I think, first of all, I don't think it, I think both parties want him to end up being the next captain. I think they want him to be, you know, the, uh, the pillar to remain the pillar that he is. Um, you know, there's he's among the most unique players in the league. I mean, you 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 can't find many players who play like him, and and so you know, I think injuries this year kind of factored into things, and, and his health going forward is going to be really important. Um, but I, you know, I think he just he probably just wants to get paid. <laughs> you know the right smile. I didn't really really read into that. I just think he, you know, he wants to get paid. Um, what he deserves, what the market right. is for him. Um, you know, if you look at what his value might be on the trade block, you know, he could really, he could really accelerate a rebuild. He could really change things um, and command a lot of return for the Capitals. It just speaks to the player that he is. But I, I think I don't think they'd want to do that. I think, um, you know, I think they'll want to figure out something as soon as possible with him in terms of a 
a new contract or an extension. So, um, you know, just being able to, to be with the team here for half a season and watch him every single night and just the, the different things that he does, um, you know, he was one of the few guys down the stretch. I mean, just every single night just who just brought it and who, who never wavered in his mentality. And it was really impressive to watch. I mean, um, you know, he played really well offensively, you know, his production actually, you know, ramped up, um, over the final weeks of the season. Um, he still carried his weight physically, um, you know, uh, you know, there was kind of the interesting stretch where the officiating, he was at odds with the officiating and there was a lot of odd calls that were going against him. And, um, so there was a lot of frustration that boiled over, but you could, you know, you could just feel when you're around the team, a guy like that, what his importance is and, um, the way he carries himself inside the dressing room and how guys respect him. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's any doubt that, you know, that both parties want to get it done. Um, I just think it's probably now a matter of what the numbers are going to be and how they can figure it out. Um, you know, again, I think he's right, though. I mean, crazier things have happened. I don't know what the, the thinking is with the front office, whether they have maybe a, a, some kind of idea of dealing him. Um, you know, if they did, though, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure it would be considered a blockbuster and it would be yeah. something that would set your franchise forward uh, or set it up um, for the future pretty well. Um, albeit you'd be down a guy who could be your next captain and who, you know, who has been a really important part of the, 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 the franchise over the past decade. Yeah. And you know, the thing of it is, is I always think about, and it's interesting. You said captain, I've always thought he could be the next captain of this team as well. Just a lot of leadership qualities. Uh, and he brings, you know, a lot of the intangibles. Some of it is, you know, every, if you, you know, talk to people outside the capitals, they say, well, he's just a goon. He's just a tough guy. Not a lot of goons and tough guys can score goals with the same regularity as that he can. Last season, he was the top three in goals with his team. Also, that intimidation factor. Sometimes he just has to skate into an area and it'll disperse. I remember that against the Coyotes game. It was just interesting. He didn't even need to say anything. He just kind of skated into the vicinity and it broke up a potential situation. So it is an interesting thing uh, to have him here. I, you know, the thing for me is I think that if Wilson and Backstrom and Carlson had been playing all season, I think we would be talking about a wild card spot right now instead of talking about, you know, next season and all doom and gloom. I think that is as big of an impact with Wilson, Backstrom, and Carlson. If those players were back, do you think we would be talking about the Capitals in the playoffs right now? Probably. I mean, it's hard to say. I, it, you could see how when John Carlson came back, just how things kind of changed. Um, you know, they obviously didn't win every game, but they, you know, the things changed on the blue line and they're able to, to, to maneuver the power play differently and, and whatnot. Um, and with Tom Wilson, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, they lost him for a stretch there in the second half or at least, um, waited for him to come back. Um, and, you know, it just it made such a massive difference on that top line when he was there. And, and I think he kind of developed some chemistry down the stretch with Dylan Strom. Um, you know, he talked about that a little bit. And, and that's something to maybe look forward to next year. 
Um, I don't know how many people maybe expected Strom to be the top line center, but you know, he, he obviously was a revelation this year for Washington. And I think Tom Wilson down the stretch had something to do with that. I mean, there was a really good line and um, yeah. And, and, you know, I think, it, like I said, he's a fascinating, unique player that has developed a reputation over the years and, and kind of goes into every building every night and, and faces that. And he does just does so many little things that I don't think probably people see even. And, and like you said, the presence he just carries um, can really take a lot of, you know, pressure and attention off of, of his teammates um, on the ice. And so, yeah, I think that like the, like the big question mark, like I said, I think will be the injuries. I'm um, keeping him healthy. Um, you know, as he gets older, as he's, you know, he's 29 and, and as he kind of ages, um, you know, keeping him healthy with the way he plays is going to be their challenge. And so, um, you know, I think he's excited to maybe put this season behind him and 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 go into next year with with kind of a fresh start and hopefully a new contract for him. Yeah, he's just the most, you know, one of the most important guys on the team. And I don't ever want to imagine this team without Tom Wilson in the lineup, not for the foreseeable future anyway. All right, so after the break here, we're going to talk about what is the future of Nick Backstrom and Evgeny Kuznetsov on the Capitals. We'll talk about that next. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In this episode, we have Roman Stubbs of the Washington Post, Nick Backstrom, the guy that was responsible for a lot of Alex Ovechkin's goals, assisted on a lot of Alex Ovechkin's goals, another kind of leadership quality person to have on the team. And uh, he is hopeful and he is optimistic about next season. But Brian McClellan, kind of had a different uh, answer or a different response. One question about Nick Backstrom's future. He was asked about if he thought he showed improvement. He said marginally, yes. He said, asked if he thought Backstrom showed signs of improvement in the final weeks of the season. It's a tough thing to get through. We don't have experience observing players that have done that. I don't know what can happen in the offseason to make it significantly better. McClellan said at some point in the coming months, it's possible Backstrom will have to make a decision on his career kind of a mic drop moment there and kind of a head scratcher there too you know you're a journalist here what did you did you read that to me did you see that him coming back next season or or am i reading too much into that about the question mark about nick backstrom's future in dc yeah well i think i think they've known for some time that you know they're in uncharted waters here in terms of him being back, um, you know, Backstrom himself has said, my hip will never be the same. Um, he, he, you know, he, he's, I think everybody's acknowledged that he, he maybe will never be the same player again. I think what they're trying to figure out is what level he can get back to. Um, Backstrom did talk about how this off season would, would be one of the first in a while that he's just been able to go in and, and start, immediately working out and, and, you know, preparing without some, you know, major procedure or surgery scheduled. Um, and, and so I think that he was optimistic about that in terms of the comment. Um, yeah, I think, I think everybody would probably acknowledge that Backstrom wasn't the same this year. Um, and that they don't know 
you know, they don't know what kind of progress he's going to be able to make this offseason if he's going to be able to really improve. And I think what, you know, I think the way I interpreted it was, was, you know, Backstrom's obviously not going to walk away from his contract and the money he's due. Um, but he's going to have to make, a, a, I think, a determination at some point um, if the progress isn't, you know, if he's not able to progress the way he, was want, he, the way he wants to, he's going to have to be able to make a decision on whether he wants to keep playing or not. Um, and it's going to put, the, the, I think, the Capitals in an interesting position just because of his contract um, and, and kind of what they want to do with their lineup. Um, guys, they want to move up, um, bring in, uh, you know, this this rebuilding effort that they're undertaking, you know, the way he fits into that, I don't know. Um, and so I fully expect him to be back for training camp, where he goes from there and, and what kind of player he is and whether we see tangible improvement from what he looked like this season, I think is the mystery um, and, and the unknown that, that, you know, obviously nobody knows. And so the, that's the way I interpret it from McClellan is that, um, you know, I think they both want to see where he's at at the end of the summer and, and eventually Backstrom's going to have to make a, a decision on his career and throw that into a new coach taking over and what he wants. Um, it's going to be fascinating to see how it plays out for sure. Yeah, and a tough thing you got to think that, you know, he would have to run that one by Ovi first. And it was interesting that McClellan said that oftentimes he will bounce things off Ovi, being that he is the captain. And, you know, he should have some input on it at the end of the day. Um, so the next player we're going to talk about here is Evgeny Kuznetsov. Of course, the comments that he made earlier about wanting to be out of D.C. Uh, by Russian media, that he shot down those comments. But then we've heard that he's actually asked to be traded a couple times in previous seasons. Now, talking about the head coaching change, there is a belief out there that uh, Peter Laviolette didn't property, properly utilize Evgeny Kuznetsov. I've even heard some people say the same thing about Mantha, that if they had the right coach, maybe they could squeeze a little bit more juice out of that orange. Um, so what is your thoughts on Evgeny Kuznetsov? Did he play his last season in D.C.? Um, and does he have a higher ceiling? Because just taking a look at him statistically, McClellan called Kuznetsov's season disappointing. The 30-year-old scored 12 goals a year after putting up 24 and finished a team worst in minus 26. What are your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, I, I think, you know, obviously he's not going to – He we asked him about the, the, the report out of Russia uh, multiple times, you know, after it had happened and then obviously the other day. Um, and he's not commenting on that. Um, you know, it does raise the question of, 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 you know, what what exactly happened, what's been happening behind the scenes in terms of trade requests and what maybe Brian McClellan is thinking. My, my thought is that it's going to be awfully difficult for them to move that contract, um, you know, but at the same time, um, you know, I, I think that – I think that Evgeny Kuznetsov – um, has shown that he's capable of bouncing back. I mean, I think that that maybe is 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 something for the the, the organization to to weigh is, is whether or not he can maybe a new coaching staff coming in and and um, you know kind of the the pressure of, of coming back from a, a down season in which he he faced a ton of criticism and, and his numbers were 
were not good. Um, you know, whether he can really come back like he did a year ago or at least last season and, and um, kind of rebound. And so I think that maybe it's the same situation with Anthony Mantha, although he, Mantha will be in the, the final year of his contract and obviously playing for another one. Um, it's going to be fascinating to see if if the Capitals do try to move him this summer. I, you know, the, my my impression is that it, it, it will be difficult to move that money, but there's probably ways around it. Um, with that being said, you know, Kuznetsov, in terms of what you'd get back for him, uh, the value you'd get back for him, he does have a couple provisions in his contract, that, you know, the 10-team no-trade clauses, things like that to navigate, which make it additionally difficult. But what you would get back for him um, in comparison to the, 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 the ceiling that he has and the, 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 maybe the thought of him giving him one last chance to turn this around and have another bounce back year and what, and maybe see if it was um, a situation where he, he just wasn't responding well to Laviolette's style or his staff. Um, it'll be fascinating to see. I think we all are, are, are well aware of what Evgeny Kuznetsov is really capable of. Um, you know, he was the centerpiece of that Stanley Cup run, and um, over the years has 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 shown flashes of brilliance. And and um, but he's also really shown a lot of inconsistency. And 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 so I think McClellan is going to have to weigh that and whether he can get fair value and be able to move that you know that seven point eight million dollar contract. Yeah, that that one probably won't be so easy to move there. It might have to be one of those bundle deals where, you know, you put him in Mantha or, you know, someone in. But that's why they have GMs to make these difficult decisions. And we yeah. can just look at it and go, wow, that was really good. Or, hey, I would have done that differently. It's a tough job to have. But, Roman, I want to thank you so much for joining us once again on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Of course, you write for the Washington Post. But where can we find you online? Yeah, well, I'm just at you know I'm just at Washington Post Sports. Um, you, I have an author profile page there. I'm also on Twitter um, at Roman Stubbs, just my name, one word. Um, usually post all my work. So um, thanks so much for having me, Dan. I appreciate it. All right. Once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.